All right. You guys ready to rock and roll? Because we are. Uh, hey, we've been looking forward to this series uh, for a long time. We've been working on this for probably six months, seven months. And, and what we're going to introduce today is just um, a concept of spiritual formation, Christian spiritual formation. And then over the next seven weeks, we're going to talk about various disciplines that kind of help form us. We believe that we're, we're meant to be formed, we're meant to be transformed, we're meant to change. Uh, God is transforming our lives, and it's something that we choose to engage in, and it's something that he does in us. And so that's kind of what we want to enter into, not just in the next two months, but this year. We want to look back at the end of this year and go, I saw God change who I was. He, he made me more like him. Uh, that's kind of the goal. So I'm going to pray, and then we're going to rock and roll. Uh, Lord, thank you so much that uh, you are a part of this process. It's something that you initiated, and we just get to participate with you and learn what it means to be yours, uh, to trust you with uh, the hard places of our hearts, the brokenness, the joys, to trust you with all that we are. And, and we ask that you would uh, make us new, restore us, heal us, uh, make us more like you. We pray this in your name. Amen. Amen. So, uh, Shannon, can you just start us off? First of all, I'm, I'm really grateful for you. Um, for those of you that don't know, she won't toot her own horn, which is such a weird saying. <laughs> Um, Shannon actually went to school. She got her master's in, in this topic, in spiritual formation. And so she's put countless hours into this, studying this, being formed herself, learning what this looks like in community. And so I'm just grateful for you um, for doing that. Can you help us just by starting with a kind of a definition? What is spiritual formation? What are we even talking about? Sure. So, um, yeah, I don't know if it's a new concept for you guys, if you've never heard of you know, spiritual formation, Christian spiritual formation. But ultimately, you know, it surrounds around this idea, like you saw in the video um, and out of Genesis 1:27, that we are all, if you are breathing air and you have skin on your bones, you are made in the image of God. That is something that has already happened. Now, part of the problem is, is that as human beings, we don't always act like that's true. And we definitely don't always see that's true for the other right? We don't always want to see others as image bearers. And like I said, we don't necessarily present ourselves as image bearers, but we are indeed made in the imago day. Um, and so, uh, but, but what, what formation is all about, Christian spiritual formation is all about, is like, again, the video said, it's being made into the likeness, being like following the way of Jesus. So we're being made like Jesus. Now, sadly to us, we don't like this, but it, it's not, this is over a lifetime. It takes a really long time. Uh, it's so funny when people say things like, Godspeed. Like, actually, Godspeed is not fast. I think usually it means like, go out and come back quickly. It's like, I mean, hello, Godspeed is not fast. And, and I think, right, yeah, um, which I think is okay, but I wonder if part of our problem is we're just disillusioned because we're not really aware that that's really going to be the case. We get really impatient. It's also really painful and all the different things, but he meets us in the midst of it. But because it is a process over time, it's something that we really need to surrender to. Now, you maybe have been like, well, aren't you just talking, if you're being made into the likeness of Jesus, aren't you just talking about sanctification? Maybe you've heard of that word before. And yes, the answer is we are. We're talking about sanctification. But the reality is, is that the word sanctification is just a little bit less accessible to everyone. It also has kind of become a little bit Christian jargon. And it also lends to the fact that this sort of just happens to us. 
Um, and it's true that there are supernatural components of our formation that do happen. We are being made into the likeness of Jesus supernaturally. But when we talk about it from the angle of Christian spiritual formation, we are saying yes as co-laborers. We actually have a part to play in this. That's so good. It's, it's helpful to remember that because it is a work of God. It's not something that we can do outside of his presence and his work in us. But God includes us in the story. He invites us in. He actually asks us to engage with him, uh, which is a, this beautiful partnership, like you just said. I love yeah. that. Yeah, it is. Um, we do have images. Should we do the images yeah. real quick? Yeah. Okay. So, if, uh, we, so, Connor, will you pull those up? So uh, just as a, to kind of reiterate, it doesn't look like this, right? It's not something that we're moving up toward. We or, want it to look like do. this. We want to climb to it, and we want to be like, yeah. It's not like that. And it's even something, you know, it's not even really a progression per se. Connor, will you do the next one? It looks a little bit more like this. And so it's kind of cyclical in a way. We kind of circle round and round and round. And maybe that seems a little mean, like, oh, that's mean, God. You're just bring us around and around and around. And by the way, we've all been there, right? Like, how many times have you said, why am I dealing with this again? Right? We've all been through that. But the reality is, is that as he's so kind, if you yeah. think about how we are formed, he's so kind. He does allow us to circle back around again. And he does a deeper work in us with every circle around. Right? And so if you look closely at that shell, that Nautilus. Oh, Connor, you're actually in this room. Um, <laughs> I'm talking to you back there. Um, if you look closely at this Nautilus, there's a deepening that's happening. So as we circle around and around and around, we are actually being deeply formed into the likeness of him. And our roots are being formed in him. And why would we think it wouldn't be like that? Because it was for the Israelites as well. If you take a look at this map of their journey, it was not a straight line. Yeah, I mean, if you want a good case study for how this works out in the scriptures, just read the Old Testament. Uh, God called his people to the upper right of this map, but where did he lead them? Well, they had a lot that they needed to sort out on who God was and who they were. So they wandered around in the desert, desert for a long time because they couldn't really figure it out, right? That's us. The, the, the story of the Israelites, that, it's a good picture of really who we are. The, the distance between where God has us and he wants us to go is actually pretty short, but we don't always accept what he's doing in us, what he wants to change in us, what he wants to transform. And so we need another pass through the desert to sort it out. Yeah, so true. Yeah, that's so true. Sadly, but true. Frustratingly true. Yes, frustratingly true is for sure. So take us into um, kind of what this looks like. Um, I think... If you follow Jesus, you, you want to follow Jesus. You want to be transformed. Uh, how does this work out? We use the term awareness, but talk to us about awareness a yeah, little bit. Yeah, yeah. So just in exploring this topic deeper, I kind of have come up with just a, a framework of what it sort of takes, if you will, to engage in spiritual formation, but also what spiritual formation yields. So Christian spiritual formation yields these things. And what, like Drew just said, awareness is one of them. And these are things that ultimately for me, when, I, when I'm thinking about awareness, I come and sit before the Father and I say, help me to see. Um, I want to be, become a attuned and curious about what's true and real about God's self and others. So I want to know. I like trio. That's kind of a combination of true and real. I think we just (laughs) made a word right there. Special. (laughs) 
Um, becoming aware and curious of God, becoming aware and curious of myself, and becoming aware and curious of others. That is um, awareness. So, so let's start with God. Um, ultimately, when we become aware of God, we are able to be changed by our awareness of him. And within our change, within our formation, Christian spiritual formation, we desire to be more aware of him. You see how they work together. Well, awareness of God isn't something that just drops out of the sky and bonks us on the head. We have to be intentional about this. And one of the ways, I mean, simple stuff, like go out in nature and take a look and be like, wow, God, that is the prettiest little flower I have ever seen, right? Those are some of the ways that we can be aware We can also be aware of the way that he's moving and working in our lives, his goodness. Now, it's hard because sometimes we're going through really hard things and we don't really know if we can see evidence of his goodness. But when we ask him to help us see, I bet that we can. So it's really just being intentional about connecting and surrendering to this. And this goes back to that whole idea of you cannot experience him through someone else. You have to experience him for yourself. You have to taste and see that he is good for you for your own soul. I can be inspired by your story. I can be moved by your testimony of him, and I can ev- it can even make me hungry, yes. But ultimately, the formation component of who he is in my life, his presence in my life, and me being aware of that, that is what changes me yeah. to the very core. That's so good. Uh, a couple of the things I think that helps, helps us with awareness of who God is, and we'll talk about these in the coming weeks, is just spending time in Scripture, reading the story of how God has moved throughout all the time, it helps us gain an awareness of who he is, his character, and how he works amongst his people. And so we'll talk about that in the coming weeks. Praying, which is kind of what she just mentioned, being out and saying, God, if, if you are really sovereign and you hold all things together by your hand, then you're present in everything that's going on. So help me to see how you're present and what's going on. In a way, that's prayer. That's saying, God, I, I, I want to talk to you in this space. I want to hear what absolutely. you're saying here. So Yep, Absolutely. The next one is being aware of self. And honestly, Romans 12 is is amazing for Christian spiritual formation in general. So go to that chapter, take a look at it. But we see in the very beginning of that chapter in 12.3 that Paul says, do not judge yourselves more highly than you ought. I believe this is a a phrase all about self-awareness. Like, take a look at what's true about you. That's not easy. We don't really want to do that. It's really painful. But it's something that I do believe that we're called to because it helps us then be co-laborers. We can then ask the Lord to change things in us. We can also see where he is changing things in us. You see how that kind of works. And these things in us that need to be changed, they could be operating systems, right? There, we know lots of times, like, there are ways that we are reactive and not responsive. Those are operating systems. We need his help. We need him to change those inside of us to our core. That's not something we can do on our own. These are habitual things, things that we are kind of asleep to. We need to be woken up to them and become aware. Um, yeah, go ahead. Uh, that's good. I, and, and that's where we need each other. I mean, this understanding ourself, um, we need each other to really look in the mirror. Uh, let me just give you an example. Um, if you're in a friendship or a relationship, uh, maybe you think pretty highly of yourself and then you start to grow a relationship with somebody and then you realize you're not as awesome as you thought you were. Um, those married in the room? I mean, what like, else is I'm, marriage I'm, for? I mean, Man, I'm so epic. I am not who I thought I was, right? That's kind of what marriage is um, in a nutshell. But that's formative because it helps us see what's really true about ourselves. We can't hide anymore because somebody's living life with us. Mm-hmm. And so you can't 
fake it anymore. You have to address what's real. Absolutely. And that's where transformation begins. Absolutely. And there's grief in that, right? There's grief. I mean, we could turn it into, you know, we could be mopey and feel sorry for ourselves. We could turn it into that. But I think that when we turn back towards the Lord, when some of those things have been revealed to us, we are actually expressing grief and even more surrendering ourselves to like, actually, I need you. This points us to John 15. Um, I am the vine, you are the branches. The gardener will come and cut off, ouch, he will cut off things in you that are not serving him and are not serving you any longer. He will do that. He will allow death to occur. That's not fun. But then he also prunes the branches that do yield fruit, right? So that they can yield even more fruit. That's life. That's who he is. He uses this, this idea of like, like taking a look at ourselves. It's not to be, you know, it's not to be self-absorbed and it's not even to be, you know, like, um, I don't know, self, what's the, were you deprecating? It is just, it is just knowledge. It's information that we can then take back to him and allow him to do some things in us that need to be done. I think another example of this is in the Old Testament, the story of Jacob. Uh, if you're familiar with that, you can, can read about it in, in the beginning of the Old Testament. But Jacob's story, he, he's kind of a conniver. Uh, he, he begins his life deceiving. His name actually means deceiver. And, and his whole the beginning of his life is all about deceiving and kind of getting what he wants through deceiving. And then he has this encounter with God where he wrestles with God and God asks him, what's your name? And he has to say, I'm, I'm Jacob. Basically, he's saying, yeah, I'm a deceiver. And then God renames him to Israel in that moment. I see that as, as a story of becoming self-aware. Jacob is finally accepting what's true about who's his story. Gosh, I've, I'm a, I am a deceiver. And, and God says, okay, now we can work with you. <laughs> now I'm going to work through you because you're acknowledging what's true about your story. Yeah, and he was renamed. He was redeemed. That is beautiful. But, oh, the brutality of having to admit, look at that and admit it. Limp, oh, too. my gosh. Yeah, I did. <laughs> okay, let's move on to awareness of others. Uh, being aware of others is also really important and something we have to come before the Lord and ask. Help me to see. Again, remember, we are all image bearers. That means everyone you come into contact with, whether it be in this room or out in town, you know, in a parking lot who somebody cut you off and took your parking spot, they, that is an image bearer, right? And part of self-awareness that's helpful is to, is to be able to show or point a, shine a light on why we might not be able to or willing to see the other, whoever the other is, as an image bearer. But that actually really messes with the way we are formed where our spiritual formation happens. So it's really important that we take a look at that. But he also can help us see how to regard the other and honor the other as an image bearer. He can give us power to do that. He can help us to see when we are aware of the other where there, where there are needs and what they might be. Remember, Jesus told us to give our cloak, right? That was actually to an enemy, somebody who was like tearing down the person, right? And he says, oh, give them their cloak. And so we are actually called to do this. We are also um, in, in the sense of we, we can point people back to hope. Maybe we are able to see where God's goodness is moving and, and flowing through their lives, but they aren't able to see. We've all been with people who are just so downcast that they cannot see God's goodness, but we might be able to come as we are aware of the other. I see you, and guess what? I see God's goodness in your life in this way. That yields hope in the other. So good. I, I, I think uh, one of our challenges and and is we want to create we want to create the world and we want to build a kingdom in our own image and that's a problem uh, because we're no longer seeing every every person on the planet as image bearers 
we're, we're seeing them as different than us. And if they're different than us, then if we're trying to create the world in our image, they don't fit. This is where racism comes in. This is where division comes in. It, it, if you're not like me, then you're not good. We're, we're created in the image of God. And so we're submitting to the way he's created us and submitting ourselves to each other. And there's differences in that that are beautiful that the way that's because how God wired us and designed us. That's a beautiful thing. And so we, we see the differences in each other as gifts, not as problems. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. And he prayed for us in that way. He prayed for us toward unity. Um, and this is, all, this is all part of that, just allowing that to be formed in us. And it's painful. It's not, e- it's not easy because you have to acknowledge that there are some maybe things about you that aren't super pretty. <laughs> yeah, we sure. all love that. Yeah. <laughs> so, so what are some of those barriers? I mean, I, I think Oops. we could say, I, I want this. I want my life to be transformed. I want to be more like Jesus. What are the things that keep us from that? Why do we have such a hard yeah. time? Yes, I'm kind of the little section, my notes here, it's entitled excuse or reason and excuse. So oftentimes we come up with, now there might be reasons um, why we don't engage in Christian spiritual formation, why we don't allow, why we don't surrender ourselves to the Lord, we don't allow him to have access to us. There also could be excuses. And these kind of fall under the categories of don't, won't, and can't. Don't is just like it sounds. And actually, um, I come up here a lot when I'm talking about spiritual disciplines and I tell you, we, we need to make time for Jesus. We're not going to find it. But for some reason, we, sometimes we just don't, right? I mean, I don't know. I don't, that's not great. Just, we just don't. We don't really have a good reason. We just don't have a, you know, that's, that's ultimately an excuse. But it's possible that we aren't, aren't, aren't managing our time very well. That might go back to self-awareness to take a look at how you are managing your time. You could also be spinning your wheels and doing activities and actually producing things, but it's not really what you should be producing, and you're actually spending time doing that. Again, if we look... Have you ever spun your wheels? Yeah. <laughs> okay, three of us. <laughs> Mine is with my, elect- my vacuum that's an electric vacuum. I'll just get that out and just... I'm like, I should be doing something else right now, but I don't know. It's just the way I'm inactive. I don't get it. It's so weird. But anyway, I'm pretty sure y'all have those too, so take a look. I'm laughing because that's literally what I do when I'm just spinning wheels. I like to vacuum. Yeah. Uh, So, (laughs) confessing before you, I just... Yeah, whatever becomes a distraction and pulls us away from it. It's not awesome. We have to take a look at that. The second one is won't. This is actually rooted a little bit deeper and isn't as funny. This can come out of a place of stubbornness. You can even have um, a spirit of stubbornness over your heart. Um, It could be connected to a foundational fear. And what I mean by that is that it's possible that somewhere along the line in your, your, um, I guess, walk with Jesus, you have created a foundation that might not be exactly what he says the foundation should be. In fact, it might not even be a foundation that rests upon him anymore at all. We have to become, again, this is an awareness thing, but we have to take a look, like, what is going on there? And out of that, we are almost afraid for that foundation that we have created to be shaken, and so we, plain old, won't. We won't submit to him. We won't surrender to him. We won't give him access to us. And so we do this thing, like when we talk about Christian spiritual formation and kind of, even though, you know, we're not doing this, like, stair-stepping thing, but there are kind of progression in it. There's stages in it, growth processes in it, but you cage yourself there. 
because you're so unwilling to look at it any different way. It kind of reminds me of during our Advent series, you did God in a box. Remember, everybody remember God in a box? Drew did that, it was so great. So basically, if you put God in a box and that becomes your foundational belief about who God is and what he's doing in your life, and that is it, you will not look outside this box, you will not see him in front of you, you are caged by the box. Like you're saying, no, you are not surrendering. You're saying, absolutely no, what's happening? Hello. I guess we just needed a different mood, so sure. we're getting more serious. Sure. Now we're not. Oh. Now we're done. <laughs> and we're back. And we're back. I love it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> anyway, don't cage yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we were getting a little too personal and they Maybe. wanted us to stop. Yeah. It's like... <laughs> The boxing is so real. I, I think one of the ways that this plays out in our lives individually and even as a church is in religious behavior, religiosity. We create traditions and things that, that become our way of knowing God, but they're just practices. They're not actually God himself, but they become God to us. And so when you move and you, you join a different church or you connect with different people and they do something different, it can feel abrasive like this isn't what it means to be a follower of God. This is what it means to be a follower of God. That's some of the boxes that we can get stuck in. And then we can become kind of abrasive to other people. Like, that's not the way it's supposed to go. This is the way it's supposed to go. And, um, I mean, that just gets nasty from that. Absolutely. And you're, you know, you're taking away when we do that. Um, it, and if you think about why we do that, it actually makes sense. Uh, again, it kind of reminds me of like, you know, you, how people dealing with your money, we get very like, ugh. Like, we don't want anyone to mess with. Do not mess with the way that I have created this whole faith yeah. thing for me. Right? Yeah. We don't want that to be messed with. But what happens is, is that we miss God. We miss what he might be trying or wanting to do in our hearts. Uh, and in our minds. I can give you just a, a personal story of that. Like when I went back to, to school, I, for those of you that don't know my story, I, didn't, I wasn't going to be a pastor. My first degree is in biology, so it doesn't even make sense. Uh, but I went back to school, so I went to seminary, and it, it blew up my mind and my world because it challenged so many things that I had developed as a kid growing up on what faith was. And it was unsettling. It was unsettling because they were asking questions that I had never asked. And at the first probably year of that process was very formative, uh, but it helped me understand the mystery and the bigness of God uh, because I was able to lean in over time. Anyway, that's just an example. Yeah, that's really good. So something to ask yourself. Am I saying I won't? I won't engage in my Christian spiritual formation. I won't surrender to God. If there's any part of your life that that kind of falls under, yeah. um, you know, grab someone, take it, you know, get some prayer, have a conversation. The next one, the last one in this section is can't. That sounds probably pretty dramatic. Can't? Wow, you can't engage in Christian spiritual formation. But here's what I mean by that. There could be unaddressed or unhealed trauma inside of you. It could be spiritual trauma even. If you grew up in a family of origin that presented God to you as a smiter, <laughs> somebody scary, and that you're in trouble all the time, it might be really hard for you to offer your heart to him right? So that's something that we need that could be taken a look at. If your image of God looks more like the Grim Reaper, right, than something bright and like who he really is, right, um, that might be a reason that you can't. Also, it could be, you know, uh, stepping into formation in general is actually really hard to do. 
um, there's quite a bit, it costs us, there's quite a bit of effort in it, even though it sounds, seems like it's just something I'm surrendering to. Again, as a co-laborer, you're being invited into something that, and Jesus probably is going to ask you to do something hard. He's going to ask you to take a look at hard things. He's going to ask you to, um, you know, potentially do some really hard things, but he promises to be with you. But sometimes in that in-between stage, there's liminal space that we're stepping into, which is the void, right? It's the void of what now? That can be really, really hard. And when we say we can't, there might be something else that you're navigating that's really, really hard in your life. Although we can trust his timing. His timing is so perfect. And again, he is with us in all of it. But just kind of to say, be gentle. Um, it's not something that we want to be like, okay, if I'm saying I don't, won't, or can't, I'm going to go fix that right now. I, I would say to sit before him and let him kind of lead you and guide you in that. And by the way, we have a mentors program here um, that is, um, we're kind of revamped and, and our mentors can really help you uh, with this part of your journey as well. I, I think some of the reason we stay in this place of can't uh, may be because uh, we're, we're comfortable really. There's things that we engage in, even our religiosity that I mentioned earlier. Um, as human beings, we like, <clears throat> we like consistency, we like the same. And so we'll do things over and over again, even if they're not good for us or not healthy for us, because we know what they are and they make sense. This is why people stay, can stay in unhealthy relationships, even though they're harming. It's because, well, I, this is what I know. The unknown is too scary for me, so I'll stay with what I know. And what Shannon's bringing up here in our walk with God, sometimes we can stay in the what we know when God is calling us into something that's bigger to stretch us and to grow us. We say, I can't do that because it's too uncomfortable and it's too too mysterious, right? It could be a problem for us. So um, let's move into the next yep. section on integration because yeah. um, I'm excited about this. Yeah. Uh, so the next thing that sort of I, is either quote unquote required or yields, uh, required for Christian spiritual formation or Christian spiritual formation yields, it's kind of a both and, is this thing called integration. And I also kind of couple that with the idea or the concept of shalom. Now, we heard uh, Pastor Amy Jansen talked about shalom during our Advent series. So we know that it means peace or like a wholeness. Well, and that's kind of, we're looking at it now uh, today in this conversation about formation from an almost an internal standpoint. If we think that God, if we look at how God made us to be thinking, feeling, doing beings, those are parts of self that actually need to be working together integrated together in order to yield shalom or wholeness. So if our head is always fighting our body, that's actually, we are our own adversaries. You know, how many times are you, like, how many times are you telling your body to be something different than it is or, or feel something different than, I mean, you know what I'm saying? So, and by the way, when it comes to our spiritual formation, our spiritual health, um, we, that part drops off the map almost altogether because it's so elusive and confusing to us. We don't really do a lot of formation there intentionally anyway. So of course it's disintegrated, but, but I believe that like, if we take a look at scripture, um, we see like in the Shema, for example, this is in the old Testament in Deuteronomy where God was encouraging the Israelites to learn how to learn from God and love God. And so there was this instruction to, and you guys will recognize it, um, to love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your strength. And I, I'm wondering, like, without one of those components, are we even able to love God in the way that he designed us to love him? 
And I think the answer is no. So it's why it's, why it's kind of important to kind of look at the different parts of self. So we're going to start with the body. We're going to start with strength. So love the Lord your God with all your strength. This one's kind of interesting because whether you like it or not, you tend to this one the very most. Think about how often you eat or sleep or whatever. Go to the bathroom. Void. <laughs> yeah, Void is a very proper way to say that. <laughs> Professional way to say it now. Anyway, those things, like we have all these, our bodies are, are, they are, they have requirements, right? And ultimately they are our vehicle and we know for a fact when our vehicle is not working right. And so we will tend to that. We even, you know, healthcare, we even pursue like going to the doctor. We pursue development of this part of ourselves all the time because we ultimately can't not, right? So that's time one, of year too, right? Get to the gym. You'll find all your friends at the gym this time of the year. You will find You all won't your next month, but yeah. you'll find them this time of the year. Yeah, just wait. There'll be lots of space Jan- or February 1. Don't worry. Um, and by the way, this is not referring, you know, in the New Testament, Paul kind of talks about the flesh nature. Like, that's not what we're talking about. He's talking about the ego and the sin nature. We're talking about our physical body, which is actually not bad. God gave us one on purpose. He gave Jesus one. He is all about the human physical body. And by the way, when we are able to be in tune with our physical bodies, that's called embodiment, we can actually sense, because this is where the Holy Spirit lives, inside our physical body. When we are more better able to be attuned and embodied, we can sense him much better. So it's important to to pay attention to our physical bodies for lots of different reasons. And for for the most part, we do. Maybe sometimes too much in one area and too little in another. So that's something to kind of think about as far as when we think about integration and shalom. Keep going. Okay. So we're going to move on now to... We're going to move on now to love the Lord your God with all your heart. So we're going to go back to Romans 12. Again, read Romans 12 when we're talking about this. It's so great. But Romans 12, too, says, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Um, Now, it's interesting. The word heart in the Bible is not just the heart beating in our chest. It's actually the way we think, the way we feel, the way we um, kind of process the world around us. It's so much more than just the heart, which you probably could have figured out. But just to clarify. Um, but this is really, really important. So basically what Paul is saying too, like be open, be curious, go back and be willing to look again. Don't be fixed. It kind of goes back to that idea of being caged. Don't be caged. Don't be fixed in the way that you are, that you are kind of functioning out of your heart, especially when you're a loving God, because there might be more that you need to see, but we need to tend to this part of ourselves. And we really do. We tend to this part of ourselves by learning, like by coming, you know, on a Sunday morning and learning by reading. We also, um, by exploring our mental health. So we do kind of tend to this part of ourself, kind of naturally. There are some things that I think go against, and I'll try not to take too much time on this, but that um, train us to do the opposite of what we're actually suggesting is healthy. Um, try to give you an example. Uh, I, and I'm an athlete, so I'm not against athletics. But in, in athletics, we, we train... Um, that you push past, like it's all mental, you can push past your mind and make your body grow by kind of breaking it down and, and lifting more weights and all these things. So it, we're, trying, we're almost trying to disconnect and disembody ourselves. And so there's things that we do to train that way. And I mean, we can get strong and big and cool. You got big muscles. But the, the, God created us with all of these parts meant to work together. And so 
when we do things that discipline us to take them all apart, we actually become more and more unhealthy. Have you ever seen somebody that maybe has a lot of muscles that maybe doesn't have a lot of brains? I mean, not to be me, I, I was that guy at one point. I thought lifting weights was all it was about. But then you, like, you stop focusing on other parts of your life, and it's not good. And you could say that for focusing on your brain. Have you ever known anybody that is incredibly bright, but a little bit aloof? <laughs> Just examples. Yep. Okay. Yeah, the word atrophy comes to mind. Yeah. Like when you're not tending to the parts of yourself that he equipped us with right, right. in a balanced manner, they will atrophy. They just will. You can't, I mean, like, I also think of just somebody who sits and studies all day and is super duper smart. Well, can they run from here to the car? Probably not. I mean, sure. if a bear's chasing them, they're toast. So <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> Foot race, ready, go. We're, we, are, we are setting you up for success. You can outrun bears this year. <laughs> Grow in Christ. Yeah. Yeah, but lastly, I don't want to miss, this is the most important okay. part. The whole point to talking about integration is, and, and when we're talking about Christian spiritual formation, is that our spiritual life gets ignored. It really does. We don't understand it. It's elusive. It's confusing to us. Kind of how the Holy Spirit's confusing to us, right? We, we want that. We understand it's so important, but at times, because we can't nail it to the table, we avoid it altogether, the encouragement is to not do that. And actually, as we move into the series even more and talk about spiritual disciplines, we're going to talk about silence, stillness, and solitude. That really is huge. Silence, stillness, and solitude, even though I'm sure some of you are like, I'm sorry, what? That sounds like torture, but... Sometimes it is. Mm -hmm, sometimes it is. But it gives you an opportunity to actually hear how your soul is. Because I am willing to bet that they're pretty much every single one of us in this room and all God's people all around are soul tired. This is the difference between I'm tired or I'm fatigued physically, right? And I'm weary. Yeah. Weary is different. Weary is to the very core of where you are. That's your soul. And we have to tend to those parts of ourselves. And it's absolutely necessary in order to have wholeness to in order to have wholeness, we have to tend to that part of ourselves. I, I mean, I think if we looked around, look around your life, look around the world, I think weariness is a, a sign of what's happening right now in the world. And I, I think partly because yeah. this kind of formation isn't happening. Mm -hmm. So I think there's almost an awakening that's happening. Like there's something more than what I'm experiencing in this life. And we'd say, yeah, we know what that is. And here's what, here's what God's created us for, and we get to enter in this together and be changed and experience a strength that's beyond our strength because it's what he's in the middle of doing inside of us. It's, yeah, absolutely. It's cool. And that spiritual part of you too, like think about if the Holy Spirit lives in you and ultimately your soul is in the, at the core of you, I just always get this beautiful image that the Holy Spirit commingles with my spirit very intimately. And there's things happening in there with that part of myself and him that I'm like, I don't know what it is, but it's so great. And I mean, it's, it's, it's mystery. I don't always know, but I do see evidence of it. You know, there's, I'm, more, I'm better able to be present. I'm more responsive, not reactive. I can engage with others better. There's a whole bunch of different things, but those are just a couple that came off the top of my head. So good. Um, can, can we move to kind of next step? So uh, from here, 
like we've said a couple of times, the next seven weeks we're going to talk about specific disciplines, things that you can engage in that will help with everything we're talking about and we'll think would be a benefit to us this year. Um, but from today, what, what are some like practical next steps? What could we engage in or take today that would yeah. be helpful? Well, for one thing, again, this series, even though it's called Formation, we are going to be focusing on spiritual disciplines. And today... Um, and instead of the reading plan, so you guys are used to the reading plan, which has the little bookmark, we actually are stepping into 21 days of prayer and fasting. And in these booklets, so it's not just us in this room, but it's all four square everywhere. We're engaging in the same material, which is so powerful. So we're reading the same scripture every day. We're praying the same prayers. So grab a packet. That's your step one. Step into the spiritual discipline of reading scripture, being prayerful, and of fasting. And don't let fasting scare you. It doesn't mean anything too crazy. Just ultimately it means maybe pruning something out of your life that is becoming a distraction for you instead of being able to hear and focus on God. Salty okay? snacks. Salt, salty snacks. That might be They're it. always a distraction in my life. <laughs> totally. Totally. The next one is make sure you tune in to this, to this series. Continue to come and learn about the spiritual disciplines. This series is going to be awesome. We're going to continue to talk about formation. You're going you're gonna to get to see it kind of make a better shape because I get it. This is kind of like a fire hose in a way. Like, wait, what? What did you say? It's on, the, it's, on the, it's on YouTube, so you can go back and listen to it again if you got really, really confused. But, yeah. And then other than that, support. Like, you might be like, okay, this is all well and fine, but how do I do this? Well, there's support out there. For one thing, small groups. When you're in a small group, this is happening. Formation is happening. Um, especially you're all like-minded people who are sitting there like, we want to learn more about God. Like, we want to be together um, with Jesus and learn more about him. So that's one thing. Seek out, you know, I talked about the mentors ministry. Seek out our mentors ministry. Um, you can begin that journey if you need some help. We are a group of people who spent an entire year kind of learning how to um, posture ourselves in regard to, to support others in regard to Christian spiritual formation. So this is the angle that we kind of have. And it doesn't have to only be that. It could be anything going on in your life. So reach out. Um, also, there you can seek professional support. Um, look for a certified spiritual director. I will tell you, spiritual direction, just the term in and of itself, sounds, it's a misnomer. It's not going to direct you anywhere. What it does is it provides hospitable space for the for the spirit, for your spirit to speak and the Holy Spirit to lead and guide. That's what certified spiritual directors do. And then, of course, mental health counseling. And you guys, we have resources for you, so reach out, and we can help point you in the right direction. Awesome. Hey, will you stand with me? Uh, shake it out a little bit. Woo, woo, woo. I'm going to pray for us. We're going to go. Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm really believing that this is going to be an incredible year together as a church family. Uh, I, I believe it's going to be an incredible year for, for people that aren't even, uh, that don't even go here yet, that are going to meet you and learn about Jesus from your life and see something that's different in you and go, I, gotta, I, I think I need, I just threw something in my pocket. I think I need some of that. And, and so we, we just want to breathe life into that and support and encourage you along the way. And actually, we're asking for support and encouragement along the way too because we're in it with you. Uh, let's pray. God, thank you uh, for this morning. Thank you that uh, you go before us, that this is not a year that uh, you are concerned about. This is not a year that uh, you are unaware of what will happen. You go before us into this year, and you have great things in store for each one of our lives. Lord, strengthen us to trust you every day. Would, would we set our heart and mind on you? Would we be formed by the things of heaven, not the things of earth? 
would we be transformed mind, body, and spirit to look more like you, Jesus. Thank you that we get to do that together. Lord, build us uh, as community members and people here in our city. Uh, show us what it looks like to live out your kingdom. We pray this in the powerful name of Jesus. Everyone said? Amen. Amen. God bless you. Have a great day.